Welcome to the Christian Car Guy radio show, the talk show dedicated to helping Christians buy and sell cars by the book, not the blue book, not the orange book, but by God's book, the Bible. Call the Christian Car Guy with your questions, 1-866-34-TRUTH. That's 1-866-348-7884. What does being a Christian have to do with buying a car? You're about to find out. Here's your host, Robbie Dilmore. Live today, this is so exciting, it really is live today from Park Springs, North Carolina. We're at the Dangerous Hearts Boot Camp, which I get to come to a couple times every year, and we've never had a chance to actually broadcast from here, but that is going on today, and today's show is who, and I do mean who, was your mechanical mentor? Who was your mechanical mentor? And I mean this for ladies, too. You know, who was it that first taught you how to check your oil or how to fix a flat tire or, or even how to put the gas in the gas tank. However it was, who was your first mechanical mentor? We would love to hear your story today. You call us. We are live, as I said, and we can take your calls at 866-348-7884 or for digitally gifted, 866-34-TRUTH. If you know how to do all that, that's how that goes, 866-348-7884. You know, for me, for me, um, my father worked for Buick Motor Division, so we always had new cars. And so it was, and, 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 and obviously he had a connection with every dealer that sold Buicks. So when it came time to change the oil or anything, my dad didn't do that kind of thing. So he just took it to the dealership and away it went. However... My father loved boats. And so for my, my mechanical mentor was I never worked on a car engine in my young youth or whatever. He would take us and we would lift up the covers on the inboard engine on the Owens 27-foot cabin cruiser that we had. And getting down into that engine compartment, my father referred to himself as Ted Trueblood. Now, <laughs> it was so funny because every time he would do something well, it would be Ted Trueblood does it again. You know, there would be a problem with the fuel line, and he would get, you know, he'd find get the fuel filter off there, and he'd clean it, and the engine would run great. And it would be Ted Trueblood did it, did it again. And then he'd say, now, son, this is how you, you tighten a hose clamp, and this is how, you know. And that, for me, was just, man, I get to go on this adventure with my dad, not only out on the boat, but to actually get in there and see how this engine worked. And so some of my first mechanical mentoring by my father was actually on boat motors. But we want to hear what your story is. We would love to hear when you were mechanically mentored, mechanically fathered, so to speak, 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. Now, I would point out that we have about eight lines open, and so just feel free to call at any moment if you want. But I have with me today in actually the, the lake house here at Park Springs Camp, uh, Anderson Everhart, who is a technician. So talk about somebody who was mechanically mentored, which, by the way, if you have that difficult mechanical problem that you're thinking, man, I do not know how to solve this particular – today's your day. Today, we got Anderson here, and this man – makes his living full-time as being a specialist and checking out the difficult problems. So you can call us with that situation as well today at 866-34-TRUTH. Welcome, Anderson. Thank you. Thank you for letting me be here, Robbie. And you're a Dodge technician. Or, no, you're you're in the used car department. I'm in the used car department now. Yes, sir. But you have been a Dodge technician in the past. I've been with Dodge probably a total of about five years now. All right. Very cool. 
And uh, we also have with us Caleb Maine. And Caleb, welcome to the Christian Car Guy Show, buddy. Thank you for having me. And Caleb, you are in 11th grade? Uh, ninth grade. Ninth grade. See, it was just a little bit. But anyway, you recently had one of these mechanical mentoring adventures. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is a really cool example, I think, of how God works sometimes in fathering us. But, Caleb, could you share with our listeners a little bit about how you were mechanically mentored? Yeah. Um, my dad has not always been big on cars. Um, usually he just takes it for somebody else to fix it up. But luckily, Darren Kuhn, one of his good friends, um, was willing to help him out. Both my mom's car and his car needed new brake pads, and my dad's needed new rotors. So he decided to take me along with him for the uh, adventure that it was, and it was fun. Uh, as l- every little boy or girl dreams working on cars, it's it's a fun thing, and you get to use torque wrench you know it's got so much power behind it and it's good torque wrench so there you are you you know they got you down to how did you dress um sleeveless shirt and (laughs) shorts shorts so there you are are you on the pavement or did they have the car up on a lift Uh, i was up on a jack up on a jack so in the shorts you were out on the ground then for, for the pretty much now did they actually put the wrench in your hands or did they do it and show you or was was it something you got to do they kind of showed me at first showed me how it was done and then just let me go free and do it myself and teach myself how to do it so were you surprised at that you had what it took to somewhat get in there and actually fix a break yeah i mean this 13 year old kid can fix brakes and I just it was amazing just to be able to have what it takes and uh, just be able to do it and say that you've done it yeah I'll never forget the first break time after I should I should say after I went through the boating experience when I was about your age my father had the AMC the American Motors dealership in Albuquerque New Mexico and so my mechanical mentoring then went out to Robbie go out in the shop and my first job <laughs> was to undercoat the cars. And so we had a service manager by the name of Dick Poole, and he was a character. And he sent Robbie under there. Now, when you're in 13 years old, your appearance means a lot to you. Would you agree? Yeah, they still do at 15. And so your hair is a big part of that, right? Mm-hmm. Now, let me just share with you. When you undercoat a car, <laughs> how much tar gets in your hair? Because in those days... You know, that was part of it. And so I just was constantly dealing with all this tar in my hair. But, the, you know, that's all part of the deal. But we want to hear your story today. Who was your mechanical mentor? What was that like? Or if you have that tough mechanical problem, since we got Anderson here, we would love for you to share with us 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. And as I mentioned, we are talking today about mechanical mentoring but guess what to an extent we're all being fathered and we heard a remarkable speaker last night talk about being fathered by god and he brought out the point that we are all being fathered by somebody we're either being fathered by god or we're being fathered by the father of lies and we're listening to somebody and how does that line up with mechanical Entering. That's what we're going to talk about on the Christian Car Guy Show. In our appraisal by the Real Black Book, we have a very special guest, Mr. Todd Clark, who is um, 
our speaker here within the Dangerous Heart Ministries on Fathered by God. And so he's going to join us for our appraisal by the Real Black Book. And I can assure you, it is a super duper treat. He is very well trained in the field. Would you agree, Caleb? Oh, it. he is so great at doing that talk. It blows my mind and the just the caliber of the words he uses. Uh, I have no idea what half of them mean, but... Yeah, he's a PhD, uh, but... <laughs> And and certainly a trained clinical um, a psychologist, so and in works with a lot of people in that field. But the neat thing about his aspect of fathering is he's done so much research, and then to see this how you're fathered by God. So we got a real treat coming up for you today when we get Todd on here. But Anderson, let's talk about you for a second. Now you you just jumped on in there. How did you end up being a mechanic? Uh, when you indicated to me your father wasn't involved like that. He never took you out and got the grease on your hands. You know, it was it was more trial and error. I, I was tired of the whole TV deal and watching TV all the time. So got my first car. I was in high school. I just kind of wanted to figure out how, to, how it worked, what made it go, what made it stop. So I started putting some audio equipment in there, and I actually did that by myself. And stuff started breaking on it, finally. I think it was a 1998 Corolla. And great car, great car. But didn't really change the oil on it myself back then. So I learned the hard way and never paid to have the oil changed either. So I went through my first uh, bottom end of the engine. So, and I was like, well, that's not going to happen again. That's not going to happen again whatsoever. So (laughs) you learned the hard way. That was just neglect right there. That was just totally neglect. And, and, you know, Anderson, you bring up a great point because if there's the one thing that you see and I see, you know, within the automobile business constantly, the number one mistake that the average consumer makes is they don't understand how important the oil changes are and the regular preventive maintenance. Absolutely. It's just like those brakes, Caleb, you know, when you think about it. Um, what would happen if do you know what happened? What happened if you didn't replace them when you start to hear that squeak, squeak, squeak? They wouldn't work. Not no only breaks. that, but it gets more and more expensive. We're going to explain that when we come back, as well as many other exciting things. But you know, what we need we need to hear your story. We know your dad took you out to the wrecking yard. You got grease under your fingers. We want to hear that story. It's so important. I want to hear how you were fathered how you are mechanically mentored. You call us 866-348-7884. So much Christian Car Guy show coming at you. Stay tuned. I'm covered with grease from my head to my feet. My hands are cut and callous. Spent all my bucks on a broke-down truck. Broke-down South of Dallas. Broke-down South of Dallas, man. When did <laughs> I love that song. I just do. I don't know what it is about it. This is one of my personal favorites. I appreciate that, Johnny Angel, our producer, helping it come together today on the Christian Car Guy Show. We're live from Park Springs, North Carolina, the Dangerous Heart Boot Camp that's going on. And so that's the really cool thing is not only are we talking about who was your mechanical mentor, who fathered you through your mechanical stage of life, so to speak, but later on we're going to have Todd Clark talking about being fathered by God. So we're so excited awesome. about that coming. It is going to be awesome. And now we're joined by Dan Kuhn, who's actually uh, the founder of Dangerous Hearts Ministries and one of the leaders of this boot camp. And Darren, 
I'm curious because I know you have a mechanical bent. Who who was it that that was your? By, which, by the way, this conversation would not be complete if you don't call us. And you're sitting there going right now. I think I should call. I think I should call. Well, yes, you should call. We need to hear from you. Eight six six three four eight seven eight eight four or for the digitally gifted eight six six three four truth. Who was it got you? Out under the car. You remember your dad took you out on this oh, yeah. adventure. How cool was it? We'd love to hear it. But how did that happen for you, Darren? Well, I, my dad is a extremely mechanical guy. He he was an electronics engineer for the federal government by trade, but he could fix anything. I mean, he was kind of a MacGyver type of guy and still has that knowledge and ability to help me when I need some help. But when I was a little bitty guy... Um, that's my fondest memories actually is going out in the garage or, um, you know, working on a tractor or working on a car. I, I seldom ever did anything other than chase down tools for him, um, as very young, but that wasn't enough for me. So I wanted to lay down underneath the car with him, you know, on the creeper and all that kind of thing. And so I would go into the house and show my mom how filthy, dirty, and greasy my hands were, you know, to, to prove that I had been working hard and helping Dad. So, I mean, as a young boy, I had a blast doing that. And my dad was very gracious and, and dealt with a lot of, what did you do with that tool, son, uh, type of things. But uh, he taught me, you know, everything there was. We've You didn't put them back where they were supposed to go? My dad uh, was that way, too. I don't know what it was. That did not happen. But my dad had to figure out how to fix a few things. One of them was a car that I actually took out four-wheeling before I had my driver's license oh. and didn't tell anybody. Oh, that's and a dangerous heart coming out I right there. I flipped it end over in and tore it up. <laughs> and Dad had to. Uh, Dad and I rebuilt that truck, actually, over the next six months. And it was probably the best time of my life as a young teenager because I spent all of that time with my father. And, and this is the cool thing I, I, that I see as, a, as an overarching message that I would love to share today is that within your band of brothers, within people, the, uh, those men that are listening, or women for that matter, you have friends that have gifts that you may not have. You may not be a mechanically gifted person or maybe even know how to change oil or do brake jobs, but I bet you within your sphere of influence and hopefully within your close band of brothers so to speak you've got somebody like that and so here we have an example of how that got done because that mechanically how are you being fathered or how are you making sure your children are at least given an opportunity to see if this may be vocationally something that they might enjoy or whatever how are you engaging your children through this and caleb maine is an example of that right because your dad said hey i know darren which is now on with us and darren likes to do that kind of stuff so he took you on that adventure now how cool was that? It was one of the coolest things I think I've ever done. It may just sound simple, but to a young boy, it's it's an adventure. And so there you are. You're you're, you're down there, and you got the wheel off, and and now you got to look at this caliper thing. And but what are your thoughts? Like, man, if I mess this up, I won't be able to stop. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So many parts, so many ways things work. It's. Um... Just got to listen and figure it all out. And, and Darren, tell us a little bit about your heart as you as you had Caleb out there. And that. Well, what did it do for you oh, that, that Sam would ask you to do such oh, a thing? Oh, a ton. I mean, you know, I had, 
you know, Sam had mentioned something like, I need to, I need to do this or I need to do that. And I said, Hey, you know, I'll be happy to help you with that. And he said, well, you know, what would really be cool is I don't really have that, that knowledge. I, I know I could have it if someone would teach me, but what I would love for you to do is teach me and Caleb. And uh, so to give Caleb some of that knowledge as well. And so we, we did one job where we took an alternator off of Caleb's sister's car and uh, put a new alternator on it and, uh, that was uh, quite a chore, actually. But uh, did you get a charge out of that one? Uh, it oh, I, I sat back and watched. There was a, there was some tension. <laughs> it was an electrifying experience. The scary thing was we got no charge out of that one after we put a brand. So new were you putting in a wrong. plug for the whole given change in alternate? I'm just kidding. So go ahead. Yeah, I mean it was. I thoroughly enjoy teaching. Obviously, that's part of my heart. It doesn't matter whether it's teaching you know, mechanical things, which I'm not the greatest at, but I have some aptitude. I'm, I'm thrilled that I have a son-in-law that has a whole lot more aptitude than I do on that regard and can, can bail me out when, when either A, I don't have time, or B, I don't have the ability or the tools, you know, to do it. So I call on Anderson a lot to mentor me through things. Which gets us back to Anderson, which, again, we're hoping gets to you. Because you're right now, you're thinking, man, I'll never forget the time my dad had me out there. And I let the oil plug out. And the next thing I was covered in oil in the driveway. Oh, man. Or the time that you decided you were going to do something on your own. And then you had to tell dad, well, I got a little problem here. I decided to take the lawnmower apart. And, you know, <laughs> that happened to you. And you need to share it. So you call us at 866 348 Seven eight eight four. Now, Anderson, I love your story because it's a unique one that that you didn't have somebody that took you out to do that, but you found through your first business there when you were being a detailer mm-hmm. that your customers were kind of telling you you had what it took, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. They would keep on making me go outside the box on a little bit of everything. Hey, can you look at this? You know, I I just started cleaning their car and they asked me to look at the radio. The radio's staticky. They ain't got a good signal on the antenna or you know does it look like i need brakes soon and then well yeah it does but do you do brakes anderson um sure yeah. sure <laughs> why not why not that's why i love anderson he's so much like me i mean we never say no we can't do we anything just give it a throw yes i'll never ever 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 forget i had this brother-in-law and, and he worked in the shop back there when we had the chrysler store in moxville and Somebody had this noise in their car, and and he was pretty good with stuff. So he said, Jeff, why don't you see if you can find this squeak? And you know how it is to find squeaks, Anderson, just very difficult. Well, he was working on it that night when I went home. And when I came back the next morning, he had literally worked all night. And if you, you had to see this to believe it. He had taken every single thing, everything, out of the car that was gone. The carpet was gone. The wiring harnesses were gone. The, the, oh, my gracious. All the channels. It was nothing but bare metal. You opened up. The, the seats were gone. I was like, man, if these customers come in and see that you, you totally disassembled their car, how could this possibly be? But how else do you learn? Yeah, you, <laughs> Trial and error. Take everything out. Take the park, car apart and put it back together. You need a mentor. That's what you need. Now, I know you got a story, so you got to call us 866 Seven eight eight four. Who was your mechanical mentor? Or who fathered you in that mechanical adventure? You call us. We got so much more. Todd Clark coming up, being fathered by God. You do not want to miss this coming up. So stay tuned.
Welcome back to the Christian Car Guy Radio Show. And today we are talking about who was your mechanical mentor. Actually, we're trying to encourage you to be a mechanical mentor is what we're what the secret is behind this sauce. <laughs> it was we are hoping that you'll see there's a need. Every child out there just like, you know, take a kid fishing. Guess what? Take a kid out there and show him how to change a tire. Let him see what it's like to change the oil. And and you're hearing Caleb's heart right there. You you're excited about because I just heard Anderson say he wants you to change a pinion bearing. Oh my! Does it sound <laughs> like an adventure? That sounds like a great adventure. It may not be fun, but it's an adventure. Because <laughs> I I remember those times my father had me under the 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 you know the boat inside the engine compartment and that the smell of the bilge and the and the oil and the whatever and i'm there with a wrench in my hand and my dad trusting me and telling me i look son i think you can handle this it, it, it makes you feel great makes you feel like you got what it takes and and guess what you can pass that along to somebody else if you wanted to be a mechanical mentor but in your case anderson you were talking about that your customers pass that along to you because they trust you to go more and more yes that's correct that's correct they just keep Pushing me outside the box, doing stuff I really didn't have a clue of doing, but, you know, just kind of figured it out. Put it, It's a puzzle. It's just piece by piece, seeing what the deal was. Oh, okay, well, there's the problem. Brake pads grinding into the rotor. Looks like we need some new brake pads, and hopefully we can salvage the rotor. So, and then it's just, you know, just... Which there's a great way to explain, because we're right before the break. We talked about what happens if you don't change those brake pads when they start doing that squeak squeak Absolutely. and you being that you've had a chance to see what happens what's the difference in price between doing a brake job on a car when it first needs it versus when it's too late um depending on the model it's usually another 100 150 dollars you can buy a pair of rotors, but it will yeah, eventually get to the calipers, won't it? Absolutely. And then you can add another 300 a wheel. That's exactly right. That's exactly <laughs> right. And, you know, brake lines, they don't, they're not cheap. They're not cheap. There are some aftermarket companies that make alternatives to the most expensive stuff, but for the most part, it's if it's on a car, it's not going to be cheap. And, and so, you know, that's that's part of the adventure is that, is that when you learn that now, Let's just say when you get your first car, Caleb, it won't be long. How long do you think? Um, year or so, year and a half. Okay. You'll at least know you need to, ch- to check the oil, right? Yeah. And, and do you think you can handle changing it? Mm, sure. I mean, there's an oil filter. You I will give you one big hint that I, that I did not – nobody taught me. You know, I was the boss's kid. You can imagine this, Taylor. Right. I mean, Anderson. They send me, hey, Robbie, go change the oil in this car. Nobody says, wait till it cools off, Caleb, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I've got that much down. <laughs> I've got so scars that, <laughs> to prove that one. I've got scars from that one. Because that oil's hot. I'm just saying. So, you know, don't just forge out on your own on things that you don't necessarily know because you can get hurt. Now, we need to know your story, 866 866- Three four eight seven eight eight four. We would love to hear what happened with you, your mechanical mentoring story. You know, that's what we're talking about today. We're sharing those kind of things on the Christian Car Guy Show. We got Larry is in Providence, North Carolina. Larry, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Good morning, Robbie. How are you doing today? I am just having the time of my life, actually. At these boot camps, I, I can never explain to anybody what it does for my soul to be here with these guys. Oh, I, I understand what you're talking about completely. Um, so my, I have a mentorship. Um, 
uh, all the way through high school, uh, I had my auto mechanics teacher, Mr. Papa, down in Brooksville, Florida, that <laughs> took the time to cool. work with us and just uh, be part of our lives. I mean, uh, my first car was brought in, and uh, we put it up on Jackson in my classroom, completely rebuilt that car, 69 Z28 Camaro. Oh, baby. Which engine? Huh? Uh, well, it was supposed to have the ZL1, which was the equivalent to the 429 Hemi, but we couldn't find one, so we stuck a 283 with power pack heads and everything in it. I like the smaller blocks anyway. Don't you, Lianne? Uh, it? Easier to work on. I- <laughs> Easier to work on, yes, definitely. <laughs> that is so cool. Now, later in life, did that mentor help you feel like you had what it takes to go do stuff like that oh yes definitely um he gave me the confidence and knowing that uh even when uh things changed on a vehicle you know there are certain things that don't change on a vehicle you know you can still change your own oil check your own pressure and stuff you know I, i'm i'm not that much inclined to where i would get up underneath there and start working the computers on them but uh um, I can pretty much diagnose when something's going wrong. All right. Well, thank you, Larry. We appreciate you calling in very, very much. You have uh, a great day. You. Sounds like a little emergency going on there. That's oh, cool. yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. What is your mechanical oh, <laughs> scary <laughs> tornado warning? <laughs> Could be a bomb. Uh, 866-348-348. Seven eight eight four eight six six three four. Truth. We would love to hear who helped you see you had what it took from a mechanical standpoint. And and, and Caleb, I still love this story. I I really really do. Now you're you're under there. Now when it came to actually taking the caliper off, and you had to use a torque wrench. Am I right? Yeah. To to retorque the bolts. Did they show you how to, how to look that up in the manual, or tell me about how they did that? Uh, they just kind of showed me by doing it themselves and let me slowly or slowly guided me into it and um, just taught me how to do it. Well, I'm going to share something with you because Darren, he left for a minute, okay? But, I don't, you know, the right way to do this, and you know it too, Anderson, is there's a manual. <laughs> just like life, there's a manual. I don't know if you're familiar with it. It usually comes in a black leather cover. But there's a manual on how to do certain um things like changing brakes and with that manual comes the torque specifications because if you don't torque things right you break them am i right absolutely so it's always a good idea i know men don't necessarily like to go by the directions but it's always a good idea would you agree not to have if you've got a car and you want to work on it get the shop manual so that it will show you certain things like you you do this first here's the torque specifications I mean, how many times would you have loved to have had a manual back in the day? What would it have done back when you, in your in your early uh, days there in the in the detail shop? I could have avoided some disasters. Um, what what fluid is this? This is acid. You just put acid on my wheels and thinking it was you know tire shine, all this good stuff. Oh, that'd have been great to know back then, you know. But nothing like having at least an owner's manual. But again, a shop manual makes all the difference, and that's how you know what those different things are. We got Brian is in Utah, and he has a qu- something for us. So let's see, Brian. You're on a Christian Good car morning, guy show. Good morning. Out there yes. in Salt Lake City. Yes, sir. How are you, my friend? 
Tell us about your I, – I know you are a very gifted mechanic. He's one of our favorites on the Jesus Labor Love Program, free <laughs> car repair labor for single moms and widows across the country. But, Brian, I'm interested. Who was your mechanical mentor? Well, the, the story is my friend Bob and I in high school got, got into uh, – he had a 70 Charger. His dad used to race a 33 Buick, and I didn't have anything. A friend of mine gave me a, uh, a 69 um, – um, oh, my gosh – as a – the Ford uh, Cougar. I didn't want it. I took that to a junkyard and traded it for a 69 Charger and got that. And my, my shop teacher oh, man. Was all, all the way through high school was my, my mentor. And uh, he's great. He's a Christian, and um, he's great. I still keep in contact with him. But I, I was kind of hoping at the same time that Jesus Labor loved turning into a mentor program. Yeah, it, you know, that's that's information we can share with single moms and widows. Any chance we get to show them how to change oil, how to how to at least check their oil, and do some of those things. You're right, Brian. It's it's a great that's, thing, and I, I'm glad you it, brought that up. And I I was supposed for, to mention. Go ahead. Sorry, I was kind of hoping for it to get, think, at least in my area, to get a little bit bigger and have kids like from high school or, or from the church kind of get involved in it. You know what I mean? Those are great ideas. We need to get on top of that, Brian. God bless you, brother. <laughs> I appreciate you calling in so much. Thank you. Take care. We need to hear. Thank you. We need to hear your story, 866-348-6884. Who was your mechanical mentor? It's so important to a man to have some, especially if another man can come along and say, man, you, I can see you have a gift in this area, or I can see that you're going to be great at this. Those kind of things are passed on, and who did that for you? So we would love to hear your story, 866 866- Three four eight seven eight eight four. Now, as promised, we at this boot camp. Uh, one of my favorite favorite talks is when Todd Clark comes on and he talks about being fathered by God, and and that's part of the mentor thing. And we have Todd here, and Todd, uh, just share with us because this is a huge topic, isn't it? You know, um, one of the teachings in the church that we don't hear a lot about is how God fathers us. You know, we're very comfortable with the Holy Spirit and the workings of the Holy Spirit and the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. We worship and serve Jesus. I don't know that we talk a whole lot about what it means to be fathered by God. And, you know, I think when I talk to men about this topic, they usually say, yeah, I know God's my father. Yeah, I know that. It's, It's one thing knowing that God is God the Father. It's another totally different universe to allow yourself to be fathered by him on a regular basis. And Jesus talked about his father all the time. So, uh, you know, if you go to John chapter 16 through 18, Jesus references God the Father over 50 times. And I think we're all very familiar with that verse, John 16, 4. I know, Robbie, that you like references, so that's why I do that. Um, (laughs) You know the verse that says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And, and the last part of that verse is really the main part of the verse, not the first part. It's the last part. Jesus, the reason why he came was to clear the barriers and clear the way to get us to our real father. Um, and that's so important because God can be the father we never had. And God can be the father that our dads never could be. And, and, and it's just a huge issue. And, and as a father... One of the things that we can 
mentor our kids about is to to show that we can have a relationship with God the Father. The, the, the Lord's Prayer itself starts out what? Our Father. Absolutely. In fact, you know, it is so important to get our children to understand that we are their dads, but God is your father. And that's that's a that's quite a twist, you know, to get them to understand that, you know, we are we're here to model, hopefully, what God the father is and how he operates and what he does for us in our life and to teach our kids, though, however, that even though you depend on me as your dad, I want to point you to God the Father because he can be the God or the Father that, that I can't be. He fills in the gaps. And, you know, it's it's amazing when you begin to understand and read how Jesus talked about that God actually wants to have conversational intimacy with us. Now, that sounds spooky to a lot of people, but if your spirit is awakened and sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit and the leading of Jesus, it shouldn't be a stretch that God the Father wants to father you in your life and speak into your heart the things that you need in your masculine spiritual journey. And we have some interesting inversions of that. You're going to want to hear that. we got David in Louisville, and he wants to share his self-taught story. So, David in Louisville, you're on the Christian Car Guys show. Good morning, David. Well... You know, my dad, uh, he didn't really purposely take me out to learn anything on a car. He didn't know a whole lot himself, and he didn't take a whole lot of good care of his cars. He passed that on to me. Well, I was my own best mentor. Some of us fellas have to learn on our own uh, because we don't know who to ask. And uh, you know what? I didn't have money to pay a uh, mechanic. So as one lady asked me, I'm 65 now, but I've fixed everything from a car to a radio to a, a clothes dryer. And the lady asked me, well, how do you know how to do this kind of stuff? Because I can build also. And I said, uh, well, I've been poor most of my life. And so I had to learn on my own. And and I'm my own best mentor. I'm the worst one I got. That is cool. But I'm <laughs> well, sometimes that's what we got to do, and we don't have somebody else. We got to turn to God and and have them as a mentor. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you calling in so much, David. God bless you. Is that all you want to hear? We got. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> thank you. Right. Thanks, fellas. Bye. Well, thank you, and we have Debbie is in Charlotte. Debbie's got a story for us. Debbie, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing um, yeah, wonderful. My, I'm interested. Well, my dad taught me. I mean, he's teaching me all kinds of stuff. Mechanical work. He's do my own brakes, uh, water pumps, fuel pumps. You name it. Carpentry work, now, car work, painting. He taught me all of it. And can you share for our listeners what that did for a little girl's heart to have her dad take her out there? Well, made me self-sufficient. Didn't have to if I got stuck on the side of the road. <clears throat> I didn't have to depend on anybody else. And you, you know? felt like your dad wanted to, to call you in his adventure. How cool is that? Yeah. Debbie, we got to go to a break, but I appreciate you calling in so yeah. very, very much because that's exactly what I was hoping we would hear from some ladies. Yeah. And God bless you. I thank you and so actually, much for your father and for your. Are you really? How cool. Yeah. God bless you.
your father's chair holds glory beyond the tomb. I, I, that song it makes me cry anytime I hear it. So, but I, I always love to play it because it's it's so critical that we see God as a father. And the reason why we're doing the show today, who was your mechanical mentor? We're tugging at the heartstrings of folks to say, hey. You're going to go out there and change oil today. You're going to go out there and do whatever it is that you may be doing on your car. Maybe just go into the parts store or go into the junkyard to pick up something. Take your daughter. Take your son. It's an adventure they will not forget. It's stuff that sticks with them. This is an opportunity to pass along some precious, precious adventures. And and for some of us, we got father wounds, right? Right, Todd? Uh, it's Well, before I say that, i got to say one more thing. ChristianCarGuy.com. I know that a lot of people wonder, how do I find out about the Jesus Labor Love? How do I get connected to that ministry? What about these guys who want to teach me about cars? If I'm a single mom, a widow, it's all there at ChristianCarGuy.com, as well as podcasts, previous shows, all that stuff. Now, getting back to the father wound, I had Todd all set up and said, man, this is a really painful subject for some people. It is. Um, we all have father wounds, and I'll explain that in just a second. I got to say, my, I've got the greatest dad in the world. Um, he was a a mechanic in the Air Force. He worked on the F-4 fighter pilots, or <laughs> fighter planes, excuse me. And uh, he, he he's very mechanically inclined, and so he would uh, take me out to the car whenever he was doing something. He called me up into his adventure, and I'm glad that he did that. It's one of the things I liked about him growing up, and, and I still enjoy. We have a great relationship. And he would call me up into, you know, whatever he was working on, and he would show me how to do it and let me bust my knuckles too. And... Um, you know, the thing about it is, no matter how great our father is, um, and all of us who are fathers, we relate to this, and, and all of us who have been fathered by someone relate to this. As great as your father is, and as great of a father you are, we cannot be all things to our kids. There's something we're going to miss. There's something that we're not going to do right. We're not going to do well. And we're always working on doing that better. But they leave wounds to our children. And in my particular case, I had a dad who was gone a lot. He was a traveling evangelist, and he was gone from home. And even though he tried his best to communicate with us, to be engaged with us, he was just gone a lot. And I developed over the years what I call the wound of an absent father. I didn't have someone there like a dad who was home all the time to help interpret the things of my life that were going on. And what I didn't realize is that the enemy would come to me um, when I was down and he would tell me in my mind, why go to your dad anyway? Because he's not going to be there. Why go to your dad? He's not going to be there anyway. And what I didn't realize is that I've, I started to believe that and that became a habit structure of thinking. And so whenever I would want to go to God for something, that habit structure of thinking would kick in and I would say, well, why go to God? He's not going to be there anyway. And so those father wounds, you know, the way I resolved that and with the help of a good buddy of mine who's a great counselor, um, he said, you know what, you need to talk with your dad about that and you need to write, a, I would suggest writing a letter to him. So I did and I knew how he would receive it. It was very warm and he read it and we talked about it and he said, yeah, you're right. I was gone so much and he apologized for being gone a lot while I was a kid, which I didn't expect for him to do. And then I apologized for, kind of for the anger that I had over him being gone. And, and once that happened, Something was released in me, and I began to see God as my true father, and there's a lot of freedom in walking in that message. That is so cool, and guess what? We, we all have opportunities this week to father somebody. 
or to to make available you know you know some child or whatever and 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 maybe you figure out a way to engage them on your adventure so we want to thank you all for listening to christian car guys show it's always such a blast to be out here from dangerous heart boot camp again christiancarguy.com is the website you can find out all about the jesus labor love get podcasts from previous shows and remember what i always say slow down Jesus walked everywhere he went and got it all done in 33 years, so no speeding guys out there. (laughs) And how about this week, spending time with your father, listening, healing, and seeing what he might could father you through. Give him a chance. Say, father me through this. Thank you for listening to the Christian Car Guy Radio Show.